Welcome to the She Runs It podcast. We're pleased to share an audio version of some of our favorite programming from the past year. We hope you enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Lynn Brannigan here, president and CEO of She Runs It. We're delighted to join to have you join us in celebrating our most prestigious honor, She Runs It's Women of the Year. This award, now in its 58th year, I can't even believe that, is particularly special. We get to shine a spotlight on leaders who are not only transforming our industry, but who lift others up and serve society along the way. I always leave this event with new ideas and inspiration. I know tonight or today, if you're in a different time zone, will be no different. This celebration and indeed our mission would not be possible without the generous support of our event presenting sponsors, Fox, Group Connect, and SNAP, and our supporting sponsors, MediaLink, UM, and ViacomCBS. Thank you so much for making tonight possible for recognizing that women are good for business, actually great for business, and for investing in the work we do. The three leaders we are honoring tonight were selected from many, many nominations, all of them amazing women. All of the submissions were carefully vetted by the She Runs It Selection Committee, which is comprised of the officers of the Operating Board of Directors and the co-chairs of the Executive Achievements Committee. It was months of work. So I'd like to thank these individuals for their contributions to our organization all year long. I'd also like to take a moment to help you understand how this evening will unfold. Each honoree has been asked a question that we've recorded in advance. We asked them to share when they are looking back on their career and life 10 years from now, what impact they would like to have on their company, their community, and the world. Next, we'll hear from the toasters they have selected who have been partners and champions along their journey. After hearing from the toasters, we'll hear from each honoree who will join us live. And then we'll ask them to all come together. Meredith Verdone, Kimberly Page, and Lynn Lewis, so that we can have a conversation. We welcome your questions too. So be loud, if you will, in the chat box. Finally, in order for you to get to know the honorees up close and personal, we're offering breakout sessions hosted by the honorees themselves. That's hard to accomplish even if we were live in Cipriani or Gotham Hall. So we hope you enjoy this up close experience. I wanna thank our sponsors for the gift beds they provided to early registrants. It includes some of our honorees' favorite beach items appropriate for the summer. We hope you enjoy them. Now is all about our honorees. Are you ready to have some fun? I hope so. We are watching the chat throughout, so give your shout outs and praises in the chat room, okay? Lynn, Kimberly, and Meredith rose to the top this year because among other things, they powered through the past year's crises with grace, creativity, empathy, and mastery. Our sponsors, toasters, and honorees will bring those reasons to life for you. Hi, Hi Meredith. Hey, Lynn, how are you? You ready for me? I'm, uh, we're all ready for you. What a great tribute from so many industry legends, including one of our own former Women of the Year honorees, Anne Finucan, who I had a chance to meet in 2013. I was quite intimidated, I have to be honest, but she ended up being just a fabulous human being and uh, we had Boston in common, so that was great. Um, we're gonna hear more from you live in a few minutes, but first let's hear what you had to say when we asked you what your, you would like your legacy to be when you look back 10 years from now. So let's roll the video, please. Looking back 10 years from now, I would like to have helped the bank make our customers' financial lives better. I know that might sound a little commercial, but I truly believe in the brand and what we're doing for our clients and our communities. I'd like the people I work with to be successful and realize their dreams, whether it's my teammates here at the bank, whether it's my family, whether it's the community I live in. And I really hope that I have played a role, that I've provided counsel 
encouragement and challenge them along the way and help them achieve their goals. And lastly, and really importantly, I really hope the lessons out of 2020 through the global pandemic and the racial reckoning really was a moment of learning and that we listened to each other. And then I helped carry that message forward to a brighter future. Well, Meredith, from what I've read and heard, you've already accomplished so many of these goals already. <laughs> so congratulations to you. Um, so now we're gonna hear from your toasters and stay on screen with us as you do. Your first toaster is a great friend of She Runs at Lisa Sherman. Lisa is the president and CEO of the Ad Council. Lisa, thanks so, for, thanks so much for joining us. The stage is yours. Thanks, Lynn, and hi, everybody. Uh, I'd like to start with a big thanks to the She Runs It crew for this great event tonight and gigantic congratulations to Meredith, Lynn, and Kimberly, and happy birthday, Kimberly. You are all incredible humans, and I honestly can't think of three more deserving honorees. Now, you know, it's a lot of pressure to be the first toaster up tonight, but of course, being up first is just part of the Meredith Verdone brand. Anybody that knows Meredith or has ever worked with her knows that she is an early riser. The emails typically start pouring in at around 5 a.m. every day. So in about 12 hours from now, she'll be jumping in full force on the next big project, bringing the rest of us along with her. Meredith's eagerness to get up and get it done has been an incredible driving force for the Ad Council. Uh, in her role on our executive committee, she's guided so many of our critical decisions and social issues. She was one of the very first people to raise her hand in support of our Love Has No Labels campaign, promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion. And she's served as an unfailing champion of the campaign over the last six years. She even created Bank of America's own version of the effort called Bank on Love. And one of my very favorite moments of the campaign was seeing a whole slew of runners wearing their Bank on Love and Ad Council branded t-shirts crossing the Boston Marathon finish line, arms up in achievement. It really gave me chills. Of course, another Meredithism is that she wasn't exactly at the finish line when the team completed the race. You see, her favorite spot on the course is at Heartbreak Hill. And if you know Meredith, this makes total sense. She's not the kind of leader who's there to get a pat on the back at the end. Instead, she's that motivator in the middle. You'll always find her right at the toughest moments. Those moments when your legs are wobbly with exhaustion, you're staring up a steep incline and perhaps you're even contemplating throwing in the towel. Those are the moments when having that get up and get it done Verdone spirit at your side really makes a difference. We saw it again just recently when the Ad Council launched what we called our vaccine moonshot, the, massive effort to drive vaccinations across the country. And frankly, we didn't know how we were gonna get there, but we knew we needed a lot of help. We were in desperate need for speed and scale and support to combat deep-seated vaccine hesitancies. And there suddenly, again, was Meredith. Not only was she a founding partner of the effort, but she leveraged her trusted relationships with community-based organizations and partners like the MLB and the NFL to ensure that these critical messages got mass exposure. Meredith is steadfast, she's committed, and always there when the going gets tough. So she may be the first one up, but she will always be the last one to let you down. And that is why it is my proud honor to toast you tonight, Meredith, as a She Runs It Woman of the Year. Congratulations and giant hugs to you, my friend. And now, let me introduce another toaster for Meredith. Please welcome to your screen, Artur Sadoun, the chairman and CEO of Publicis Group. Bonjour everyone, I'm Artur Sadoun, CEO of Publicis Group in sunny Paris. A lot of sun actually today. I have the honor of raising a toast to Meredith. But first, to make up for what is my terrible accent, hopefully uh, you got me, I wanted to bring you a French monument as a real background. We are tired about fake background. So as you can see in my back, the Arc de Triomphe that is on the Publicis Terrace 
where you are actually all very welcome in the future, as everyone in the US can now come to France without a PCR test. While actually it take me four weeks of paperwork, two vaccines and a lot of luck to be able to come and visit you. More seriously, Meredith, on behalf of Jody, Andrew, Nicole, Melissa, and the entire Group Connect team, let me congratulate you on this very well-deserved recognition. Everyone that has the chance to work with you, will it be in Boston, but also in Chicago, has been blown away by how you have managed through the tough time of the past year. Dealing, of course, with the immediate challenges of the pandemic, but also leading your team beyond that to the future. So let me raise a glass to you. Well, if you can give it to me, it is champagne, but with some ice. We call that a piscine. So Meredith, congratulations. I'm very pleased for you. Thank you very much. Bravo and cheers. Santé, as we say. It's not bad. So, wow, 5 a.m., Meredith. That's an early, that's an early starter. And I love Heartbreak Kill too. I actually am a Boston College graduate and we used to have off from school to watch the marathon every year. So that was an awful lot of fun. So um, can't wait to hear from you. Uh, loved your toaster's comments. So please in the chat, give a big shout out for our first 2021 Woman of the Year, Meredith Verdone. The stage is yours. All right, well, Lynn, thank you so much. And I wanna start by saying thank you to She Runs It. I know you've rallied around your commitment to help women stay strong, productive, connected, and included, especially in the past 16 months. The work you do is so important for the industry. And thank you to the colleagues and friends who spoke on my behalf this evening, Ann Finucane and Andrea Smith, two incredible mentors, and Domaine Davis, Leslie Kiley, Jody Robinson, Artur Sadoon, Lisa Sherman, Andrew Swinnon, trusted colleagues and friends. You've all helped me become better in some way. I share this award with you and of course with my team at the bank. I must also thank my family, my husband, Joe, who's been my number one supporters and my daughters, Lucy and Zoe, who've been on this ride with me. Thank you all. I'd like to congratulate Lynn Lewis and Kimberly Page I'm honored to be sharing this virtual stage with you this evening. I think Lynn and Kimberly may agree that leadership is not a solo act. It's the people we meet along the way who make us smarter, tougher, better, and wiser. Nor is it a linear progression. Leaders are propelled by their experiences in defining moments. A defining moment is one that forces you to flex new muscles or learn something new about yourself. Mentors are the fuel that keep you moving in the right direction, even when you've lost confidence. And of course, there will be mistakes along the way. Mistakes are necessary and force us to grow to our full potential. I'd like to share with you a few of the moments, mentors and mistakes, and the lessons I've learned along the way, in case they're helpful to some of you. My first mentors were my parents. They owned a residential real estate company right after I was born. They were business partners, but my mother, Bunny, well, she was driven 24-7 before that was a thing. She was always working. Going to the grocery store with her was pure torture. It took hours to go through the aisles as every person she ran into was either someone she sold the house to already and she knew their address, not their name, or of course was a prospect. Bunny was independent, competent, and unapologetic ahead of her time. Thanks to my parents, I grew up without the constraints of traditional gender roles and with zero awareness of a glass ceiling. They gave me the gift of thinking beyond boundaries. It's a lesson I still carry with me today. Decide where you wanna be, see yourself in that position and don't apologize for your ambition to get there. Just buckle up for the journey. The road can be bumpy and it's almost never straight. One of the first bumps in my professional journey came right out of college. I was an intern at an ad agency. So this was going from spring break, spring break Meredith to Madison Avenue Meredith. My boss was a true badass. And I mean, the original meaning of the word badass, not the term of endearment we use today. She was a powerful media buyer in the days when media buyers were treated like a loyalty. For some reason, this executive would select her administrative assistant from the intern pool 
and she chose me. Suffice it to say, it did not go well. She was high maintenance and I was, well, a toddler. I was a terrible assistant and she was a steamroller. I lasted five months. And my most memorable accomplishment was killing her ficus tree because I forgot to water it when she was away on business. I did, however, learn a valuable lesson. If you're miserable at work, you need to get out. You're probably wrong for the job or your boss is wrong for you. If you do find the right job or that job finds you, you will know it. And if you put your energy and passion into a job, chances are you will grow to love it. As I said earlier, getting to the right job is not always a smooth upward climb. I learned that when I was working for Fleet Bank. We were acquired by Bank of America. Acquisitions are always uneasy experiences, especially when you're part of the company being acquired. As it became evident I was going to survive the integration, I set my eyes on a role that I really thought was right for me in the new organization. Mind you, I didn't know a thing about Bank of America, its culture or processes, but I was convinced I was the right fit. The leadership team, however, was not so convinced. I was assigned a role that felt to me like a lateral move. After I brushed off my pride, I decided to make the most of it and I quickly realized I had a lot to learn. In the long run, that lateral move helped me understand how to navigate the company, how work got done, and importantly, how to work as a team. Lesson learned, not every move has to be up. Give yourself permission to explore some of the side roads on your career journey. They can teach you a lot and also expose you to new territory and parts of yourselves you may not otherwise discover. There is no doubt that the financial crisis of 2008 was the most challenging moment of my career. I worked for Ann Finucane, who brought me to the company, and almost overnight, she was caught up in 18-hour days, relentless meetings with bank officials and the board, and a cast of politicians. While she was in the bunker, she counted on me to manage the day-to-day, -day, which also meant helping rebuild our tarnished brand. I was thrilled and a little terrified. I was also extremely grateful for that lateral move about then. I dug in, I worked hard, I, I worked hard, I took risks. Every day was a new challenge, and I discovered how resilient people could be. There was no harder, more exhausting time to define our brand. It was a long journey, but we refused to give up. We knew the bank was a brand that our clients could trust, and we never stopped believing we could win them back. It took a toll, lots of time and a massive transformation of our process, our purpose and our people. But we did it and our brand is now thriving. The lesson here for me was all about resilience and the toughest times, dig inside yourself, find your reserves, keep standing. You've got it in you to do what might seem impossible. Trust yourself. The crisis was only to be outdone by COVID. Not a person on the planet dodged the impact. Like many of you, in mid-March 2020, nearly everyone at the bank was sent home to work remotely. Like many leaders, I adopted an accelerated cadence of meetings. I invited people into my home virtually, and they invited me into theirs. They saw my cats, my kids, even my plumber. I met their pets and families too. We discarded the pretenses and learned to work in new ways. It was perhaps the busiest and most intense period I can recall. We replaced all of our product advertising with messages of help, connecting clients to necessary resources on the CARES Act, on market volatility, and the role we are playing to support our communities. We listened to clients in new ways and conducted daily analyses to learn how they were feeling, what they needed, and what they needed from us. I'm incredibly grateful for the lesson the past 16 months have taught me, which is this. You learn the most from listening to people in hearing things that aren't comfortable, like we did when we engaged in courageous conversations after the killing of George Floyd. I also learned the real meaning of approachable, that perfection is overrated, and that sometimes letting people see your imperfections and vulnerabilities is the most powerful way to earn their trust. There is one more life lesson I need to share. This came from my daughters. No experience has been as meaningful, rewarding, and exciting is watching my two daughters grow into young women. I know I've channeled a lot of my mother during my career. I love my work, still do, and I devoted a lot of time and energy to my role at the bank. 
I was more present perhaps for my daughters. And curiously, they're both studying marketing. So something must have rubbed off, but they are truly their own women. Like Bunny, they are independent, competent, and unapologetic. They have gifted me with two life lessons. One, at some point in life as a mother or as a leader, you need to stop being the engine for your children, instead become the propeller. And two, don't apologize for loving your work. Children do indeed learn what they live. So I encourage all of you, be confident, unapologetic, and ready for the bumps. Put your energy into what you love or make it what you love through dedication and passion. It's okay to take a side road, trust yourself, get back up and listen, really listen along the way. Thank you so much for letting me share these stories with you. Thank you again to She Runs It for championing women. And thank you for this incredible honor and celebration. You know, what I love about what you just shared and this is what I, why I love this award so much is you find that remarkable leaders don't usually talk about themselves, but what talk about what they've learned and what they can give back. And it's, it's just, I just wrote a couple of notes if you don't mind me sharing back. Um, decide who you wanna be, see yourself for that. Progress, focus on progress over perfection, I love that. Um, uh, I think Lisa Sherman also echoed that in the chat. Um, but also, you know, what great leaders like you do is they listen, learn, and share. And that's what you did tonight. Learn the most from listening to people. Perfection is overrated. Don't apologize for loving your work. And I think a lot of women get in their own way for that. They, they, they focus on perfection and they want to, they just want to be known for doing everything right. So, you know, you're just the, you are just the person who was meant to be a 2021, she runs it woman of the year. Um, it was not about you. It's what, it was what about what you could give back. Um, but I hope you enjoyed everyone else <laughs> talking about you and what you have actually done. So congratulations to you, Meredith. We're going to bring you back soon um, to talk with the other honorees and um, just a, a wonderful moment. So, to kick off the celebration for our next honoree and today's birthday girl, I hope you don't mind me saying that, Kimberly, um, I'd like to ask Jeremy Gorman, the Chief Business Officer at SNAP, to join me on camera. Jeremy, thanks to SNAP for sponsoring tonight. Take it away. Our pleasure and happy birthday. This is a very exciting thing. And I am a fellow Leo, so extra happy birthday. Leo Nation, stand up. I mean, for real. <laughs> um, it's amazing to be here. Thank you so much for, for having me and for allowing Snap to sponsor such an important event. Uh, like many of you, I joined this and started scrolling through the lists of names at the top and just thought, Holy moly, what a collection of badass women. This is so cool. Um, and then to also just think of even what is woman of the year mean in a year like this when you probably had, well, I think every single woman is the woman of the year this year in a lot of ways when people had to change from being executives to being executives and teachers and moms and housekeepers and health experts, et cetera, et cetera. It was a lot for all of us. Um, so the three of you to stand out in this meaningful and incredible way in such a challenging year um, is remarkable. And I is my honor to be able to, uh, to open this award, the part of the award ceremony. So there are just two things that I wanted to Ooh, talk she's about. She's awesome. Briefly. Um, and the, so two things about the women and then two things about as two kind of words of wisdom. So when we're looking at the titles of these women, their titles alone, EVP, CEO, CMO, these titles open doors that I think a lot of us on the phone can't even imagine. How many of you, I realize there's not a poll functionality here, but how many of you grew up in a world where there was no such thing as a woman to look up to that even had the title of any of these three incredible honorees that we're celebrating today. Um, I know I didn't know any, and so it's just so amazing to see this and how many more there will be as a byproduct of the hard work that all of you have put into your careers and your professions and your teams. Um, but they aren't just titles. These women are complete leaders. Uh, you just heard from Meredith that she rallied B of A to stay tightly connected to all of the clients during COVID. I'd like to point out here that I am a long-standing B of A customer myself. Um, 
and my husband works at City, um, <laughs> but I refuse to change banks. So uh, the marketing's working for loyalty programs at least. Um, and Kimberly has raised millions of dollars for people struggling during the pandemic. And of course is an unbelievable supporter of black women in media, as many of you know. And Lynn has just helped her org systematically embrace diversity. I've had the opportunity to work with many of them. For those of you I haven't had the opportunity to work with yet, I can't wait. Um, so excited to spend time with all of you. And then just two little words or phrases of wisdom. And I love that this already happened is I think the best thing that we can do as women for other women is to share our true stories. Uh, Meredith, I love that you shared a story that you didn't do so well at your first job. Um, I also did not do so well at my first job, although I was a lifeguard, so uh, that's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. But <laughs> nonetheless, um, I do. I think we have to share all the stories, all of the hard ones, so that people can learn from them um, that we're growing up in this industry and in this world around us. Um, and then, as we all know, is just looking for women who support other women has been something that that's been so incredible about being a part of these organizations and some of the other organizations to which I belong. And I feel so grateful to be in your company. Um, so congratulations to these extraordinary women on behalf of myself, on behalf of SNAP. Um, thank you for including us in the opportunity to sponsor this event. Uh, I'm so proud of these women. I have always looked up to them from the side um, and will continue to do so, particularly as we learn more about them today. And um, later in the day, you're going to hear from my friend Caitlin at SNAP in a break, breakout session later. Uh, but as Lynn mentioned, each honoree was asked a question in 10 years from uh, uh, in 10 years from now, when you're looking back at your career, what impact would you like to have made on your company, your community, or the world? And this is what Kim had to say. When I think about legacy and impact, I hope that I will be remembered for my attitude my presence and my intentional actions. Uh, first, that I was a great mother, sister, friend, mentor, and collaborator. You know, I often follow the belief that Maya Angelou said that, you know, people may not remember what you said or did, but they will always remember how you made them feel. Um, and I hope that I made, you know, people feel good throughout, throughout my career and my, and my time here on earth. I really do believe that, you know, you can, you can be a very effective leader, have a great deal of impact, and, and be kind. And I think that that is something that most people don't believe you can do. Um, I always want to just focus on what needs to be true for us to win. And so, you know, some people refer to me as Kim Possible. I, I think they think that that's a bit of my superpower. People will say that I always left things better than I found them. Um, whether it was for myself, my family, you know, the companies and brands that I've stewarded over the years, or my community. Um, for me, I've always, you know, been very intentional about building and cultivating meaningful and not transactional relationships. Um, and so at the end of the day, it was really, you know, just through a spirit of, you know, what can I do to, to, to make this better? And so hopefully, you know, when, when everyone reflects on this 10 years from now, um, they will say that she always showed up with the intention of, of contributing more than she ever took. And that, you know, we worked hard, we played harder, and at the end of the day, we all won. Hello, everyone. First, a heartfelt congratulations to all the fantastic honorees, Meredith, Lynn, and my dear Kimberly. I'm so excited to be here this evening and have the opportunity to introduce and toast you. Kim, I'll call you Kim the Magnificent. <laughs> Kim the Magnificent is the one who transforms Sprite to obey your thirst and bring it into the hip hop culture as the vice president of Sprite at the Coca-Cola company. She then brought flavor to the Rimmel brand through the launch of Street Beauty as the chief marketing officer of North America Cody. And now she is reigniting BET, Black Entertainment Television as its CMO, overseeing all aspects of marketing and branding across the full range of its platforms, including BET networks, BET streaming and live events and more. Kim, Kim the Magnificent is a culture curator and a marketing master who makes magic happen for businesses, brands, and as you heard it, for people. So Kim, on this very special day, we give you your flowers. We salute you for your vision, 
your cultural superpowers, your passion, and creating yes moments that matter. We salute you for your marketing with the big M, bringing magic to everything you touch from Sprite to Rimmel to Shea Moisture, and now as the chief marketer at BET. I have admired you ever since we worked together many years ago at PNG, almost 30 years ago. I saw how special you were then. <laughs> your beauty, your graceful power, I always called you grace under fire, your confidence, your elegant boldness. I salute you for your resilience and continual ability to reimagine what's next. How you left corporate America to spend time focusing on being mom to your two beautiful children and to pursue your entrepreneurial dreams. And how easily you jumped right back into it without skipping a beat when the time was right for you, for you on your terms, bringing your culture making superpowers and talents to the $3.5 billion Sprite brand, making it the only brand growing at the Coca-Cola company under your leadership. Thank you for leaning in and saying yes when I asked you to drop everything and leave Coke and move to New York to be the chief marketing officer of the Cody Beauty Brands. And then saying yes again to join me at Unilever to bring your magnificence, Kim the Magnificent, to the Shea Moisture brand. And that you did. I am so proud of the work you're doing at BET to reignite the brand as a cultural sensation and of how you keep raising the bar every day. I am in awe of you, my dear Kim, consistently making what seems impossible, yes, Kim, possible. I'm so grateful for almost 30 years of friendship and love you like a dear sister. Happy, happy birthday and congratulations for the well-deserved She Runs It Women of the Year honor. Mwah. Mwah. Wow, thank you. Now, how am I supposed to talk after that? Um, one, I am just so thankful to be here today um, and just humbled, quite honestly, um, and no doubt on my birthday. So I cannot think of a better way to, to kick off the celebration uh, with many of you tonight and definitely my family and friends. Um, I like to first thank, you know, she runs it for, for one, just the meaningful work that you do and just to imagine that you started a hundred years ago. Uh, with a simple mission of bringing more women into advertising and then marketing and, and media. And so just to have the, the line of sight and the foresight on the power of what that means, because we know the importance and the power that media and advertising has as it relates to narratives that are told and untold. And so I thank you. Um, you know, congrats to Meredith and Lynn for being honored as well. It's such a pleasure to be recognized uh, beside you in 2021. And then again, just a huge shout out to the amazing AC Eggleston, Bracey and Moj Madera for such a special toast. And then so many others, this is such a pleasant surprise. I didn't know about the video. So it was so great to see um, so many people that I've learned from quite honestly over the years um, as I think about my career. Um, so one, just, um, just I'll pause and just simply say thank you. Um, I want to, again, just acknowledge, you know, my family and friends. I am the mother of two amazing little humans who um, challenge me every day, uh, but love me every day and, and kind of keep me connected to what's cool and what's hot. Um, and then just so many, you know, friends and, and coworkers for joining this evening. You know, when we, when we, you know, when we're in these moments and receive these types of awards, and especially on a day of your birthday where you're kind of reflecting um, you always want to think about, you know, how did I get here and, and, and you know, what were some of the, the uh, you know, the obstacles and, and the leaps of faith, you know, that were made. And, you know, I'll just first just say that I have had the amazing fortune to work with some amazing people over the course of my career. Um, many who pulled me under their wing, including AC and Kelly when I landed in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, to the, the amazing career that I had at Coke and then joining Sundell and Unilever, um, just again, just I've always been just very, very humbled by just the smartness and the passion of the people that I've worked with. And I'll definitely tell you that that is exactly what I'm doing today. Um, I will tell you, I'm working with some of the best and the smartest people in the media and entertainment industry at BET. Um, we work so hard and, and we truly believe um, in what I will say BET's dual mission is, and that is, you know, really creating exciting and compelling content and experiences 
but really yet changing the outcomes of, of, of the black community. And that is, you know, why it was just so easy for me to, to join the team, um, having worked, um, you know, as a client for many, many years uh, with BET and Viacom CBS as a whole. But, you know, our purpose, you know, to advance black love, joy, pride, and power, you know, quite honestly, if you think about the last year and a half, you know, really is needed, you know, more than ever. And it fuels us every day. Um, you know, we often say, you know, for us, Black lives have always mattered. And, and so we're incredibly proud of the work we're doing. You know, when we started thinking about all of the challenges that we knew our community uh, was facing by way of COVID and the social unrest, um, two things had to be true. One, the revolution had to be financed and two, it had to be televised. And so to be within the context of the media space during such a tumultuous and important time, you know, in, in our history, um, I will tell you, not a day went by that, you know, we weren't clocking 12 and 14 hours a day, but we knew that we had such a responsibility um, and, and obligation, quite honestly, to, to really stand up and, and, and again, be in the liberation with our audience that, you know, we've been unapologetic about, you know, in terms of serving for the last 41 years. Um, and so I was asked to share a little bit about, you know, kind of my journey. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. It really always starts with an overarching principle. Um, to really focus on the why, not the what. I, I think if, if, you can, if you can really understand the why of what you do, there's a higher meaning to the work. And no matter where you, know, you work or what your title is, you're fueled by um, you know, that passion to, to leave it better you know, than you found it. I too, like Meredith, I think there are definite, definite traits as, as I think about leaders. Um, I think for me, one of one of the things that I've tried to model as a leader is that you know you have to you have to show up and do the work, and you have to be a lifelong learner. Um, you know, one of the first questions that I always ask in any business is, you know, one, where do we make money and where do we lose money? And everyone's always surprised that the marketing person is asking that, but it's important because I think if you can, you know, really understand the business of the business, it really allows you not only to be an effective marketer, uh, but it allows you to be effective business partner to your peers and you know because we're constantly looking for innovative ways to unlock and drive revenue so you know doing the work never stops um, and so regardless of your title you know you have to be a dreamer and a doer so that would be one lesson I would share I think you know the second piece for me and, and many of you heard it a little bit in in my look back um, is really the power of building me meaningful relationships. I think, you know, one is rooted in mutual respect. Um, you have to operate with consistency and integrity. Um, and you, you do what you say you're gonna do. And I think over a period of time, people recognize that in you and want to go above and beyond um, as it relates to working with you, doing things for you, um, but it really is rooted in a desire to win. And I think, you know, we, we know every, each of us, we, we have this intuitive feel and we know meaningful relationships versus transactional relationships. No one wants those. And we all know those people and know they do not have the number to the bat phone. Like, you know, so it's just really rooted in building meaningful relationships. And then finally, um, you know, I often talk about really doing, you know, the meaningful work that matters. Um, it's, you know, this notion of marketing with a big M. If it's meaningful, if it matters, it will move the cases, it will move the metrics. And at this point in my career, I am deeply focused on, you know, doing purposeful work. And, and many of us are very, very fortunate, fortunate when we can find that congruence in terms of what drives us personally and what drives us professionally. And so, you know, the work that I'm doing day in and day out at BET, I'm just quite honestly blessed to be able to, to work, you know, wake up every day and work on something that I really am um, incredibly committed to. Um, and it is the why, uh, which I think, again, you know, brings us to, you know, the why of today um, and, you know, empowering women uh, and what she runs it has done over the years is just so, so important. It should be a mandate for all of us. Um, and the work that they're doing uh, is more important than ever. And, you know, while it feels like we're in this amazing moment of women power and inclusive empower empowerment movement, the reality is, is that, you know, our voices and values are still questioned daily. You know, you know if, if you think about it, you know, from the, from the moment that we are born, there are three words, it's a girl. And if you think about that, it's a girl, that immediately sets our lives in a particular or specific course. 
burdens and ideal ideals are immediately projected on us. Um, the fact that we've not even been in the world for 60 seconds and certain options and experiences and perceived notions are, are put on us, you know, they put us in pink, which I don't mind today, um, you know, tell us to, you know, kind of, you know, look pretty, be quiet, you know, no, don't run for office, you know, you can't be a CEO, you can't be a judge, and you definitely can't be a kick-ass advertising and marketing executive. Um, but, you know, I'm here, I'm here to tell everyone, uh, because I know my past and my truth is that, you know, I'll always bet on women and, and quite honestly, whoever counted us out and definitely whoever counted me out can't count. And all of us in this room are strong. We have persevered. We are resilient. I think you heard that again from Meredith and we are committed and we are determined. And I think, you know, sometimes at the end of the day, you know, being able to do it, you know, every day with grace and confidence, even when we are afraid. Um, and as mothers, I know we sometimes struggle <laughs> because, you know, we try to shield our kids from the realities. But I think what's really worked with for me is that I've brought them along the journey to know that their mother is not perfect, um, that there will be highs and lows and ebbs and flows. And it's not about winning, but it's how you stand up after the failure. And that is what, you know, has allowed me to, you know, not only be, you know, the best person that I could be, but also teach that with my teams and really try to um, challenge and push them to see that what's possible in them, even at times when they can't see it for themselves. And so, you know, for all of us, I think, you know, it's okay, you know, to be a masterpiece and a work in progress, you know, at the same time. Um, and so to all of the young executives today, you know, continue to shine, um, support each other. I, I promise you, it will not dampen what you do, uh, but supporting other women is so, so important. And quite honestly, you know, maybe, you know, at the end of the day, the journey is not about you know becoming who we want to be, but it really is the process of stripping away all those things, labels, you know, and baggage that that you know were put on us from the beginning, so that we can actually become who we're, who we were naturally destined to be. And I really do think that's the power of women. When we feel free, um, empowered, we really step into our ultimate truth. And I promise you, once you do that, there is no stopping. You will do everything that your heart desires. And so, you know, in closing, you know, I am incredibly thankful. As I mentioned, thankful for all the friends and support over the years. Uh, again, thankful for my two funny, amazing kids who are kind, uh, uniquely gifted, imperfect, but perfectly called to live their lives on their own terms. And so um, thank you again to She Runs It and uh, look forward to continuing the conversation this evening. Thank you. Well, this was beautiful. I, I just wanna recount a couple of things that I heard. I really thought it was great when Jeremy said, Every woman should be applauded this year as a woman of the year, but you all rose to the top and I'm not surprised by the stories we're hearing tonight. In the chat, people were saying, I'm in tears, grace under fire. They were reiterating a lot. Whoever counted me out can't count, loved that. I loved what you said about the legacy you wanted to leave. I, I was really, uh, um, love the phrase Kim Possible. I would love to be, thought of as Lynn Possible. I, I think an amazing phrase. You are Lynn Possible. You too can be Lynn Possible. Can I steal that from you? Absolutely. And to be a person who strives to contribute more than you ever took. I mean, what a way of thinking and acting. I thought that was absolutely amazing. Um, you're already leaving an amazing footprint in your community and business within your family. I love when your friends said your mother would be proud. What mother would not be proud of you? Um, so I hope this is a great start of your birthday evening and a great celebration. So stay tuned. We're going to celebrate our next, next and then we'll bring you all back together. Okay. Great. Thank you. Okay. So our next amazing honoree is Lynn Lewis the US CEO of UM, a great contributor to, to She Runs It, someone I've gotten to know over the past several years, and I'd love to be honored to call you my friend, uh, just an amazing contributor. Um, to start things off to celebrate Lynn, I'd like to welcome Marianne Gambelli, the president of ad sales for Fox on Screen, who will share a few thoughts on the reasons why Lynn was the remarkable candidate as a 2021 Woman of the Year. Marianne? Thank you, Lynn. Hello everyone. Fox is so proud to partner with She Runs It, and we are thrilled to be sponsoring tonight's event, honoring three amazing women. Congratulations to Meredith, Kimberly, and Lynn. At Fox, we are committed to building a culture that encourages diversity, both in front of and behind the camera. 
We fully support She Runs Its Mission, which promotes and empowers women within marketing, media, and tech. Today, we celebrate our industry colleagues, women who are leading by example across their companies and communities. So it is my pleasure to introduce the Woman of the Year honoree, Lynn Lewis, US CEO of UM Worldwide. Lynn has been with Universal McCann since 2003. She's a huge advocate of She Runs It and has been an active member for many years. As a mother herself, Lynn is passionate in her support of working moms. And because of her commitment, UM was recognized as the best company for working mothers in 2021. Lynn is a champion of diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Her dedication, purpose, and continued achievements are an inspiration to all of us. No one deserves this honor more than you do. Congratulations, Lynn. Thank you, Marianne. Now let's listen to Lynn's hopes for the legacy she'd like to realize when looking back 10 years from now. Let's take a look. In my home, we talk to our kids about always leaving a place better than how we found it. But we all know that's not just a lesson for kids. Whether on a play date or in a boardroom, I take this principle to heart. And that's how I like to think about my legacy. 10 years from now, I hope I'm known for leading an organization where people could be their best selves, their most innovative, strategic, creative, competitive, empowered, authentic selves. That I appointed women and people of color into leadership positions and diversified the room that I encourage candor and debate in the decision-making process, that I empowered our people to give back and pay it forward, and that I accelerated our journey towards equity, diversity, and a greater, more true sense of belonging. Of course, I wanna be remembered as an active ally, but also as an agent of change who made an impact and deeply cared. I'm Kasha Casey. Congratulations to all of the very deserving women of the year, Meredith, Kim, and Lynn. I couldn't be happier to toast my very well-deserving friend, Lynn Lewis, on this very prestigious Women of the Year Award. I've had the great fortune to know Lynn for almost 15 years. And what has always struck me is how Lynn cares so very deeply about the people she works with. She's long championed women and working mothers under her leadership. She not only established policies and norms that supported working mothers, including myself when I had my babies, but she worked with countless women individually, one-on-one -on -one, as they navigated motherhood, supporting them and ensuring that they were able to continue rising in their careers while also thriving at home. Lynn has been fighting for equity for underrepresented groups, both at UM and across the industry and in the city of New York, long before the Black Lives Matter movement turned so many leaders to focus on the issue of equality. And true to Lynn's style, she's employed a mix of broad organizational changes, as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching, mentoring, and unwavering support. Many leaders like to say that their employees are their most important asset, but I don't think anybody believes this the, 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 the way that Lynn does. I've personally felt her conviction over and over in my career. When I doubted myself, Lynn was always there to cheer me up. When I was overwhelmed, Lynn was there to talk through options and help me figure out a path forward. When I was tired and down, Lynn was at the ready with a many petty and a good talk to lift me up. <laughs> Lynn has touched more people than I could possibly count in this way, especially the people who need a champion supported the most. And because of Lynn, those people stuck with it, even when things were challenging. <sighs> and they may have been tired and perhaps on the verge of losing hope. I can without hesitation say that Lynn has personally changed the complexion of UM and will, as well as the industry for, for the better. And so my dear friend, congratulations on this well-deserved honor. Nobody could possibly deserve it more than you. Now let me introduce another toaster for Lynn. Please welcome to your screen, Eileen Karenin, the global CEO of UM. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I first met Lynn back in December of 2012. I had just joined UM and she was one of the first people I spent time with to learn the ropes and see how things were done. Well, almost nine years later, we've fought many battles together, swapped countless stories on work and family, switched roles, and have a text thread that if printed out would run the length of Fifth Avenue. But that's what our partnership is 
a steady stream of, of inspiration, support, news, advice, jokes, and moments of perspective when needed. For those of you who know Lynn, my experience will feel warm and familiar, and not dissimilar from what my good friend Kasia has just shared. Because Lynn is consistent in her commitment as a colleague and as a friend. She works harder, invests insanely, gives more, cares deeply. And throughout the ups and downs of leadership, she is guided by unshakable integrity, tenacity and smarts, generosity of spirit, and an always-on commitment to people, to anyone, anywhere, where she can be of service. Lynn's accomplishments are many as a leader of a top US media agency. Her business skills are evident in our continued growth, despite complicated times. But it's the way that she achieves these goals while also cultivating and fiercely protecting a culture where diversity matters, fairness thrives, and people can bring their whole selves to work that creates true differentiation. Under Lynn's stewardship, diversity on the leadership team has tripled. UM has been recognized as an outstanding company for working mothers, and an ad age best place to work multiple times. And because that's not enough, Lynn's big heart shows up outside of the workplace regularly through her work with organizations like Strive that creates mobility for underrepresented groups and cast in her local community to feed, clothe and educate families in need. She gets me to eat greens and I encourage the occasional French fry to pass her lips. She has spoiled more than one weekend for me with her sobering movie and podcast recommendations. But then she'll respond to a TikTok challenge with her daughter Liv by her side, occasionally roping in her husband Ev and her son Griff, not afraid of a bit of silly family fun. There's a saying that good people bring out the good in others. What a wonderful trait in a leader. But it captures Lynn to a T. And I speak from experience because she makes me better every day. Lynn, it's an honor to toast you. Congratulations on this wonderful achievement. Now, please join us on screen to accept your Woman of the Year Award. As I take myself off mute, thank you. Well, let me first uh, start by saying, Marion, thank you for the very lovely introduction. Eileen, Kasha, thank you. I am so humbled to have such remarkable women toast me tonight. I'm, I'm so grateful to call you my friends and confidants, but these powerhouse women are more than that. They're part of my support system, what I think of as my board. Years ago, a former boss, close friend and mentor, Jackie Kelly, and a past woman of the year honoree herself, introduced me to the idea of cultivating my own personal board and stacking it with amazing people like Kasha and Eileen. Eileen, your unwavering support has allowed me to be the best leader I can be. Your competitive spirit, drive for excellence, authenticity and wisdom are inspiring. And I thank you for the example you set every day. Kasha, I would not be here today without your influence, inspiration and support over our many, many years as colleagues and dear, dear friends. Your friendship and counsel has meant so much to me. You are too humble and gracious to acknowledge how much you have done, have, have had to do with my success, but please know that it's not lost on me, not one single bit. And thank you to She Runs It for this remarkable recognition. Lynn B, thank you for your friendship and for all you do to raise up and celebrate the women in our industry and to your amazing team, Megan, Alex, Rebecca, for all the things that you do, including making evenings like tonight so meaningful. And I could not be more honored to be in the company of my fellow Women of the Year honorees, Meredith and Kimberly. Meredith, thank you for sharing your life lessons. I love what you said about thinking beyond boundaries and exploring the side roads of your career and journey. And as much as I would love to meet you on Heartbreak Hill in Boston, if you could come this year to New York City and, and be somewhere on First Avenue around mile 22, I'd greatly appreciate it. Kimberly, I so admire the work you've been leading throughout your career and now most recently at BET. 
And I love that in our, and when asked the question about our legacy, that we both gravitated to the idea of leaving a place better than we found it. And most importantly, a very, very happy birthday. A huge congratulations to you both. I'm humbled to be in your company and mark my words, I'm going to work on recruiting both of you to my board. Okay, my board. It's the fundamental answer to the question that was posed by She Runs It for my remarks tonight. What was my path to arrive here today? The concept of my board, as I said, was a gift that was given to me years ago, and I share it with everyone that's here today. From the outside, achievement can sometimes look like and be mistaken for the result of singular effort, but it's a framework of support that makes it happen. First and foremost, my family. I would not be here today without the foundation that sets that framework. My husband, Evan, and my two kids, Liv and Griff, thank you for your endless love, support, and given my job, you're always understanding. You are my everything. Second, I'm supported by the people of UM, the absolute best of the best, dedicated, passionate, committed, curious, courageous people who bring their full selves to work, who reach out to me with candor, who foster our community of care, and who inspire me every single day to be a better leader. And then third, my board. These are the people I go to for advice, for guidance, for celebration, for consolation, to give me tough love when I need it, or a high five or a bear hug when something great happens. Admittedly, virtual high fives and bear hugs, a little less than, than to be desired, but I'll take them. Um, importantly though, my board, it's not just women and nor is it exclusively folks from my industry. I think it's important to have a, as diverse a board as possible. So along with Kasha and Eileen and Jackie, our Karen, Deidre, Daryl, Scott, Kate, Nina, Katie and Jane, and a few from outside our industry, Leah, Mark, Nadia, Libby, and Gary. And there are more, but these are certainly the people that I've leaned on the most over this past year. I think it's critical to recognize that it's the diversity of perspective and thought on my board that energizes, inspires, and challenges me. It's what makes it possible for me to fulfill my specific role in our community, whether that's a media exec, mother, daughter, sister, friend, or partner. Over the past year and a half, uh, like, like my fellow honorees, I've often been asked how I approach leadership through this time period. And I always say, well, I've never been a leader through two global pandemics, a global health crisis and a long overdue racial reckoning that brings to the forefront hundreds of years of systemic racism. These weren't, something, these weren't something anybody had a playbook for. And so I'm thankful to all the women that I reached out to or that reached out to me that were in similar positions because we all identified with the simple fact that this was new territory and they were all learning as we go. Some of these women were by industry standards competitors, but as we were thinking through how to support our people, our organizations, our clients, I could feel my board expanding. One particularly essential member of my board through this time at UM is our US CMO and global head of culture, Deidre Smalls-Landau. Deidre has been a constant source of support and strength as we navigated the horrific acts of violence in the US and has been integral to how we've responded with action to impact our community. One of Dee's key mantras is, to reach back and pull women forward, to make sure you're not just opening a door, but lending a hand and holding it open to bring people through, especially people of color, color and other marginalized communities. I've been very fortunate to work at a company where I'm not the first woman in my position and my toasters who you heard from tonight are not the first women in their positions. UM is an agency known for its female leadership and progressive policies. Women lead our top five markets and represent 45% of our EVPs, 86% of our SVPs, and 63% of our VPs. I'm proud of these numbers and how we achieved them 
which is being very intentional about our executive level appointments for women and ensuring that these leaders are influencing the composition of the rest of the agency. But we need to do more to infuse equity across all facets of our ecosystem. We need to double down on the things that have worked and rethink the things that haven't. And we cannot confuse energy and enthusiasm with results. Words without actions are just words. An activity that's not held to results and impact is just activity. Leadership for me, particularly in the last 15 months, has been about recognizing that difference. It's been about listening and learning, shifting my mindset, recognizing my unconscious bias and privilege, getting, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and having the courage to put my vulnerability on screen for my entire UM community to see and hopefully learn from. And this has helped me evolve from, from being a passive ally to an active ally. And as we look towards the future of work, I will again be leaning on my board and again, learning as I go. We have a lot of work to do and we're not gonna get it right the first, the second, or even the third time. But our vision will be driven by the realities of our business, our communities, large and small, and of course, importantly, our people. As I think about the future of work, it will be informed by all the things I've learned about myself as a leader over the past 15 months. And while I know we don't have all the answers, I can promise you this. We will recognize the history and realities of multicultural experiences and work to dismantle the systems in place that obstruct people of color from getting ahead. We will make mistakes. We will talk openly about them. We will listen and learn by keeping our community close. We will be flexible and agile to evolve and move forward. Over the next year, as we continue to navigate this time together, we should seize it as an opportunity to continue to put our vulnerability out there, to listen, to learn, and to take action together. As I look around at this Zoom and the amazing women on the virtual dais and in the audience, I feel my board already expanding. I wanna thank everybody for being here today. Thank you, She Runs It, for this very special recognition. Thank you to my board for your continued support and my beloved family for always being there and picking me up no matter what. And lastly, congratulations again, Meredith and Kimberly. Well, I'm the other Lynn in Lynn's life. We usually call each other Lynn L and Lynn B. <laughs> so I'm so pleased to be able to honor you tonight. Uh, what a role model and champion you've been for women in our industry. And, you know, it's just been a pleasure to know you and work with you over the past several years. I want to share some of the things we're hearing from the chat. Lynn, you so deserve this honor, cheering you on. You're an incredible human being. I will add that Manny Petty cures are underrated. I will say. Uh, this is one of my favorites. Hashtag facts from Gwen, who I know is, you know, the power, you know, the wind beneath your wings. <laughs> well said, Kasha. She is all that and so much more. Good people bring the best in others. And I will add another Lynn one from Lynn B. I doubt you need much tough love because you're so open and, and such a listener. So great to see Jackie here. Um, Kelly uh, cheering you on also in the chat. Another woman of the year honoree, AC, Jackie. We have several, Ampanukin, we have several, you know, watching and, and cheering you on. And so congratulations to you, Lynn. And now I'd like to invite um, our other honorees, Kimberly Page and Meredith Verdone. And um, we, we've, gone a little over so we're going to go to the chat room soon but before we do that can you like try to if you got your awards in the mail which I think Kimberly did you get yours yes if you could put it right in front of you because it's hard to see it if we were at Cipriani would be handing these to you but these are our 2021 women of the year could you come off mute and give these women an incredible round of applause Congratulations. Oh my Congratulations. gosh. Congratulations, Congrats, everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what we do here at She Runs It. So here's what's next. 
Um, and I think this is really pretty awesome. We are, we're not gonna have time for our, our, our little panel conversation, but we're gonna we're going do something a little bit more exciting, actually. Uh, we're providing an opportunity for more intimate conversations with our honorees by moving you into breakout rooms. You know, usually we have these events at Cipriani or Gotham Hall or very big venues and you're on stage and people really never get to meet you, but tonight they will. And uh, you're the hosts. And my staff's here to help you, uh, but um, this is what happens. Uh, we're going to put you into breakout rooms. In order to do that, you do not need to do anything. So just stand by. Um, what we wanna do though, before we leave you into the breakout rooms is thanks again to our presenting sponsors, Fox, Connect, and Snap. And our supporting sponsors, MediaLink, UM, and Viacom CBS. I want to thank our corporate alliance partners. I, I just can't estimate the importance of how you showed up for us this year and how you showed up for all women who powered their way through a very difficult year. I want to thank you all, the She Runs a Community, for rallying around our commitment to help you stay strong, current, connected, and included. It meant the world to us to be supportive for you this year. And thank you to the Executive Achievements Committee for helping us bring such amazing leaders to the stage. So you're to enter your breakout room, all you need to do is stay where you are for a minute, be a little patient. Sometimes it takes a little time and you'll be auto automatically taken to your designated room. I'm joining one of them too. I can't wait to have the chat with you all. Kimberly Meredith Lynn, I hope to celebrate with you in person someday in the not too distant future. Um, I feel like I know Lynn well. I've spoken to both Kimberly and Meredith before and featured you. Um, but after tonight, oh gosh, I want to I know you even better. So um, our friend Daniela is going to transport us all. And so thanks for all for joining us and enjoy your breakouts. Mm -hmm.